Hello and welcome. This is Chris Marquardt. You're listening to Curiously Polar, the show about all things very north and very south. And with me, as usual, is my friend Henry. Henry, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, so there's there's one piece of news I would like to talk about and get your opinion about it. And sure. um, then you've been traveling and you brought us something for this episode, which I'm looking forward to. Um, the first thing is the news. The okay, I'm trying Icelandic pronunciation now. You 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 help me out here. There is a glacier, or there was a glacier called the Okjökull. Yeah, <laughs> no, you don't say it like that, right? Okjökull. Okjökull. Okay. Ok. Ok. Jökull. Jökull. This. Yay! Perfect. <clears throat> yeah, Ok-jökull. but Ok-jökull. this only happened by accident. Um. So. Anyway, that's how the whole language works. <laughs> this is true. This is what it sounds like. No offense to any Icelanders who are listening right now. Um, so uh, there, there was one thing about uh, that glacier on on the news. I saw, I've seen it from CNN. I've seen it from several other sources. Uh, we're going to link to that in the show notes. And uh, I've also been pointed out by uh, this has been pointed out to me by several people. And it's the news that the oh, whatever glacier is is gone, and that is uh, it's it's now being memorialized with a plaque because it is like uh, the first glacier. That's what's claimed in the article is it's the first glacier that's for gone forever, and it is um, it is climate change that's in that's that's the the culprit here. So, you live on Iceland. You you've you've been around this glacier. Um, you've seen it. Um, what happened? How can how can we sort this into our picture of the world? I'm actually quite surprised about um, those news. Uh, I I like that they they're um, taking that topic and just raising awareness for that. But it's no news, in fact, because this glacier is actually gone for quite some time already. Okay, and we are we are talking about years. It's not um, that this glacier is gone this year. It's at least has been gone since 2014. That's the first, um, or the, it's the last period. Every every scientist researching on that glacier can agree on that this is the last time that this glacier actually um, fulfills all those features a glacier need to. So there there is a clear definition for when you can call something a glacier. Yeah, there's a clear definition. The clear definition um, is actually made out of two features. The first feature is it needs to have enough accumulation, um, so it needs to needs to be able to to gain enough mass um, in the accumulation zone to create new ice. And the second one is it needs to be big enough to have enough pressure to move on its own. And this actually is exactly what happened at Ork. And um, well, that, that's everybody sim- that's that's so simple. The, that's the, it is. that's the full definition of what is a glacier it has to be big enough and it has to move exactly uh, it has it not it has to be big enough it has to have the chance to um gain new mass oh, so new okay. new snow so it has to it, it has, has to, to grow over time at least it has to have the chance or to has, has to have an equilibrium to balance to ba- yes. exactly it has to have the chance to balance out the loss in the um lower latitude, uh, altitudes uh by new gain in the um, upper uh, altitudes. So yeah. it is said here that the uh, Ok, I think is the official short name for it, is the first mm-hmm. Icelandic glacier to lose its status as a glacier. 
and that's true that's true um, that's true it, it it lost it and um you you have kind of a rule of thumb that um a glacier needs to be 40 to 50 meters thick to have the capability to move on its own weight or under its own weight um however since 2003 the glacier has been thinning quite tremendously and um when it was only 15 uh, meters thick it just lost its entire um motion and this is of course then not a glacier anymore so the, the viscosity changes and oh, it just this stopped is, it, was, it was just it just stopped it was just a block of a huge block of ice sitting there pretty much exactly it's now just uh, a, a little piece of ice it's not even a big block we we're just talking about um an an area of less than one square kilometer okay so that was in 2003. It melted even further. And um, in 2014, that was the, the point when this glacier actually just lost entirely its status because everybody could just see it's not moving anymore uh, Yeah, because of the loss of size and, and, and mass. Yeah. There's actually a documentary from... Uh, I don't really remember what year it was. That there was a... Mm-hmm, let me look that up was a documentary about um not oak not okay movie well, not okay was the title of the of the film and that was a documentary where, where a group of of uh, people just went up to to that um yeah ice piece and uh just raised awareness for it. i think it was last year when they filmed it or when they released it i'm not really sure uh, they released it last year, 2018 in August, exactly at the the premiere in in Reykjavik, and um, I can really recommend to have a look at it. They get an idea about um, the glacier in general, um, what it looked like, also where it is, um, because it's in yeah, on the western hemisphere of the uh, western periphery of the of the Icelandic Highlands. It's west of uh, the Long Glacier, Longyearbyen. And it's covering, or was was covering, a shield volcano called Oak, uh, thousand one hundred and forty-one meters tall. So it was actually on top of that shield volcano. But um, as the climate warms up, um, there is also the fact that the um, equilibrium line, the, the the line where snow um, falls down almost all year, so it's not melting on on top of it. Um, it's just increasing. It's going higher into higher, higher lat- latitudes. So it's not no big chance for uh, those tiny little glaciers to wait for the winter and gain more mass. So there is the the, the winters have warmed. Uh, there is not enough um, precipitation in form of snow falling down, which can't be compressed into new ice, and um, the summers are just getting warmer. So it's basically melting all year round. And I believe the reason why this is getting news right now, even though it's not a new status, is that they now installed a plaque there, um, which I find very interesting because, um, okay, let me read it to you. It's very short. Uh, a letter to the future. Ok is the first Icelandic glacier to lose its status as a glacier. In the next 200 years, all our glaciers are expected to follow the same path. This monument is to acknowledge that we know what is happening and what needs to be done. Only you know if we did it. So a letter to the future. And then it is um, 
it is uh, closed off with the date and which I find really remarkable because it really drives everything home to me. Uh, 415 ppm CO2. That's the uh, unprecedented level of uh, CO2, the concentration, 450 parts per million in the atmosphere at the time of making this plaque. So, uh, exactly. This is, yeah, this, this really drives home the point that stuff is changing rapidly. Indeed. Um, th this plaque was written by one of the most famous um, Icelandic authors and writers, um, Andres Nair Magnusson, um, who I actually find quite uh, interesting. He's one of the key drivers for um, climate uh, awareness in, in Iceland. He's really, um, really well engaged there. So it's a logical um, um, yeah, cho uh, choice that he actually wrote that plaque. But um, it's interesting to see um, when we when we talk about those 200 years and all of our glaciers um, are expected to disappear or to lose the status, that's actually a quite conservative um, calculation because these 200 years are always linked to the term if the melting rate, the speed of meltdown would stay the same as it is today. What <laughs> but we've it is seen in the last 10 right? years, it has just accelerated tremendously. And uh, some in some places in Iceland, it has tripled, quadrupled in just 10 years. So it has just gone like three, four times the size. So it's, and, an, um, it's an exponential change. Exactly. So when we talk about the same speed, this is very unprecedented. It's very unlikely that this, um, this speed would take the same or stay the same, uh, especially when we see how much the... CO2 level just still increases. And by that, I think CO2 is not really the key driver here. We already reached a level, and that's something we can see everywhere in the Arctic, where permafrost starts melting, and the methane contained in the permafrost soil is just released. Methane is much, much, much more dangerous than carbon dioxide. So that will just accelerate the heating of the atmosphere even further, and then this is just yeah it's just math okay um <laughs> let's bring this bring this around to some more positive things um uh so the orc glacier is gone um uh, but this is not the main thing about this episode we have a guest or you have actually you have been traveling and uh, you on these travels have met interesting people so um here's the first interview that you did with someone can you just uh, give us a little introduction yeah it's perfectly linked to to that topic because um the, the guy i met is actually a fellow colleague on uh, on plantius called Joachim. and uh, Joachim is a, a dutch guy who decided to live in in switzerland and when he broke his leg um earlier this year he was really bored and he did not really know what to do with his time and he came up with a project idea and this project actually turned into an association which i find quite interesting um the purpose of the association actually is to raise awareness about the frozen parts of our planet and um he's just introducing this project called recognize uh, on its own and uh, just let's have a listen thank you henry for this opportunity to talk about recognize um recognize is a project um, that kind of uh, combines all the th 
thoughts about photography and glaciers that I've had over the last couple of years. Um, since January, February 2019, so half a year ago, we are a association uh, based in Zurich and uh, recognize is all about the recognition of the cryosphere. And the cryosphere means uh, all the frozen water on our planet. So it's glaciers, it's ice caps, it's even snow, um, it's permafrost, uh, it's a seasonal frozen canal in Amsterdam, it's the, the tiny little ice remaining on top of Kilimanjaro. So it's, it is basically everywhere, it is frozen water. But um, we seem, the general public doesn't really seem to notice it that, that often. And um, this is something that um, I noticed, especially when um, guiding in the Antarctic for the first time. I was on my way there with a group of tourists. And after we have been walking on the glacier for three hours, some of the tourists came to me asking if they were actually on the glacier or not. This uh, opened my eyes. And uh, of course, I... I I've I've studied geology and glaciology, so to me it, it's obvious. But from from this experience in the Antarctic, uh, <clears throat> it became very clear to me that even people that seem very outdoorsy and adventurous, they do not necessarily know what a glacier is, or they do not necessarily know the difference between an iceberg and sea ice. Um, so there seems to be a a gap in understanding between what uh, science is actually discovering about the, the developments and the dynamics in the cryosphere and the understanding of the general public. And um, with Recognize, we try to stay a little bit away from the, um, the actual debate about climate change, or it's, it's not a debate, excuse my, excuse my French, um, stay a little bit away from this negative connotation that's often linked to uh, to the news that that comes about uh, about glacier melt and stuff. Um, because we think we believe it's necessary that uh, people first need to simply recognize what a glacier is before you can start caring for something. You have to know what you're actually caring for. Um, so that's what we want to do, and we want to achieve this through um, visual footage. So be it videos, be it, be it photos, be it actually art, um, but make people happy with footage. Make them um, see the, the beauty of, of the cryosphere. Yeah. We are three now in the, in the board. Uh, we have a journalist, we have a current doctor student in uh, from ETH Zurich and me working part-time as a guide and hopefully soon full-time on, uh, on Recognize. The link uh, we are trying to, to, to bridge or the, the gap that we are trying to bridge is this gap between science and, uh, and the people, but we do this in, in both ways. So we, we ask the people to actually share the pictures that they are taking in this 
especially remote areas like Spitsbergen and the Antarctic, uh, simply because science doesn't always have the money or the time to go to these places. Um, and those tourists actually love to share. Or let me rephrase, um, there's many people with good cameras taking many pictures and instead of having these pictures ending up in some kind of digital cloud or even their own personal archives, I would love those people to share these um, cold, let's say icy cold pictures. Um, so science can actually use it to back up their satellite measurements or their satellite observations or even seismic observations. You can imagine that uh, it happened to us yesterday, actually, in front of a big glacier front where we saw the calving event. And um, I'm sure that people took pictures one minute before the calving event and a few seconds after the calving event. So these this pictures could actually be used to um, to analyze the the glacier dynamics or at least the yeah the evolution of, of the glacier and the amount of, of ice that's... Uh, it's being transported and it's lost at the front. Yeah. So uh, it goes in that way from the people to science, call it citizen science. And then the other way we want to bridge is to make science much more understandable. So the very goal is to have um, popular science um, in, a, in a way that we rewrite the, the current research in a uh, and present it with visuals and uh, make this very easy and accessible to the general public. Um, our next step is um, is, a, is a few things. We have many things in mind. One of the things we're actually currently working on is the um, installation of large-scale picture frames within Switzerland. We're trying to get 10... Um, one by one meter fifty steel frames installed in front of famous glaciers in Switzerland um, and make people a little bit more aware of the glacier on that very mountain and not just the mountain or not just the landscape or the, the alpine environment but give people this last little push that they need to, to actually look at the glacier and then the design of the very frame is very inviting to for kids to climb in, uh, you can you can pose with it. It should all be open and, and free to play with, but it, it it invites to to take a picture. And then with the with the description on the frame, we actually stimulate people to share this picture on social media using hashtag recognize. Um, so the idea, the very first, uh, yeah, in these first months is to to get as many people taking pictures and sharing this with the hashtag recognize. Then with hopefully uh, the numbers coming or the, yeah, the number of pictures increasing and our analysis of where these pictures are taken and by how many people we can approach um, more authorities or more companies that are willing to uh, to support us. And then it should all be, be non-profit. So if we happen to uh, to to have money left um, after costs for these these frames, after costs for the for the website, uh, we want to make all this money available for 
glacial scientist, be it a student who needs some money for his project, or be it be it proper, like um, established scientists. Yeah. One of the other projects we have in mind is that you can actually adopt a glacier. So wherever you are in the world, you might have this fantastic uh, experience with the most most impressive glacier front you've ever seen or the most beautiful hike you did in the Alps or um, then the idea is that you can do can come to our website and say hey I want to adopt this glacier um, resulting in us giving you an update whenever there's new pictures being uploaded from this very glacier or whenever there's new research available that's relevant for that very glacier or that very area the big advantage of being in Zurich is that we're perfectly situated to be in touch with not only the universities there, but also with the World Glacier Monitoring Service. And we already have their support, so we have um, direct access to, to all the raw data that's coming in worldwide from, from glaciologists. And this indeed allows us uh, to make interactive and very accessible um Glacier you know, graphs um, show show analytics in a way that kids can play with uh, that everybody can understand. And then, besides having the general information about what is a glacier, what is an iceberg, blah, blah, at least for every glacier, we want to have a dossier um, where you can see all the pictures ever taken of this glacier. You have the the fun facts. You have the link to the to the original scientific articles. Um, so um, it should all be aesthetic, very attractive, but if you want, you can dive deeper into it and find the, find the real science behind it. In this way, Recognize should become a platform that is interesting for everybody, be it a complete layman that's preparing for a trip to Monaco Brain in uh, Spitsbergen, or be it the, the glacial scientist that needs some recent pictures to uh, to back up his IDs on the latest satellite picture that he found of this very glacier. The, there is an American uh, and an English way of writing recognizing. We added a third way, so it's not with an Z in the end, it's not with an S, but it's with a C. So it spells recognize with I-C-E on the end. And then the web address is uh, www.recognize.org. Wow. <laughs> so so we're back. Um, what an interesting way to to raise awareness while doing something for science. Um, yeah, I'm floored. Um, and it's great that you meet these kind of people. So can, can we give them uh, a plug again? What's what's the address again? It's recognize.org and recognize. It's not neither the American nor the English uh, spelling. <laughs> it's recognize with I C E ICE at the end, recognize.org, and you will find all further information on their website. You can upload pictures there. You can get more information about the team, about um, current status of projects, um, about the, the picture frame um, situation, where they are, if they are already up. Yeah, just go onto that website and um, yeah, upload your pictures. Please share your pictures with us. And um, yeah, thanks for sharing. That is very, very cool. So um, I'm just making a note. We'll have to put that link in the show notes. If you want to go straight there, you can just look at the show notes in your 
podcast client or go to curiouslypolar.com and find that link there. Um, also, if you want to talk to us, we are on Twitter as curiouslypolar. And uh, yeah, you can find us there or come to our website and there's other ways to get in contact with us. Maybe you have a topic suggestion or, uh, or something to add to what we talked about. All right, that's it for episode 63 of Curiously Polar. We'll be back in a week from now with um, fire. So until then, everyone take care.